special guest on the show today. One I've been looking forward to. My guy, Rio Rex, uh, man. How you doing? What up, gang? You know what the fuck going on? We LPK to the day I lay. Shout out my nigga, Eric J. The Great, man. What it do? What's happening? Yeah, chilling, man. What you been up to, man? Man, same old shit, man. You know, man, the music, focused on the music. Doing that most of most of all, you know. I got my manager on my neck. I got my cameraman at my neck. <laughs> you know what I mean? So just I just been working. I just shot a video before I came pull it up here. Oh, that's what's up, man. Yeah. You know, you've been making a lot of noise in the street. I've been watching all the visuals and stuff you've been putting out. Man. So, 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 man, we're we gonna start from the beginning, man. So uh, tell the people where you from and how old are you? Man, I'm 30 years old. From Louisville, Kentucky, Newburgh, LPK to be exact. Lincoln Park, if you don't know what I'm talking about. LPK. You know what I mean? Uh, that's where I'm from. I'm from Louisville, man. I'm all, but I'm all over, man. It ain't no hood. It ain't nowhere I can't go. Everywhere. That's what's up. So, for anybody that ain't never been to Louisville before, you know what I'm saying? Just. Describe how I was growing up here as a kid, you know, some of the struggles and stuff you had to go through, you know, kids slash teenager, you know, everyday struggle. Man, let me tell you something, Mike. Let me tell you this. I'm going to keep it a buck. Bro, you, you from Louisville too, right? No, no, I'm not from here. I've been here for about two or three years. Ah, uh, you ain't from the city? No. Ah, okay. Let's see it. Put it like this. Where you from? Birmingham, Alabama. Birmingham, Alabama. It's jumping. I've been to Birmingham. Yeah. It's definitely the trenches. <laughs> this shit is the exact same, bro. Right. That's how I feel about if I had to tell somebody anything about Louisville or what it is, you know what I mean? That's what I would tell them. It's the same as any other hood, uh, poverty environment. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Where I'm from, you know what I mean? What part, the part of the city that I'm from, you know, it's the same hood shit every day. You know what I mean? But Fire is Louisville overall, definitely a beautiful city. I love my city. I love it. I'm here almost I'm here most of my time throughout the week. Throughout the throughout the year, I'm here most of my time. Every time somebody call my phone, where you at? You in town? Yeah, I'm in the city, bro. I'm home, I'm home. I ain't put out, feel me, but yeah, I love the city. It's beautiful overall. Plus, there's so many, you know, there's so much shit to do. I love the city. Oh, that's what's up, man. Yeah, did you grow up in a two-parent household? Uh, most definitely not. Well, I can say I had a stepdaddy, you feel me, that my mama was with for, like, maybe 13, 14 years. I don't know. had a stepdaddy, but now I grew up in a single-parent household most of my whole life. Okay. Mother had four kids. Uh, I'm the youngest. I'm the, I'm the baby. My brother, big brother, shout out to Tater Bug, Tater Gang. You know, it's my oldest brother. He was killed when I was 19. Okay. It's hard to hear that, man. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Life goes on. I feel like shit. He's still living through me, so I can't, you know what I mean? I can't trip. He's living through me. I've been shit doing my thing. Yeah. So that's what's up, man. So uh, when you was younger, man, what type of activities you was into, man? Did you play any sports, anything like that? Bro, I played sports like a motherfucker. I'm talking about Little League football, basketball. I played sports like a motherfucker, bro, but 
I don't really give a fuck about that shit for real, bro. I keep it real, bro. It's just like the, like I'm from the hood, bro. You feel me? Like a nigga can't. It's hard to stay focused on that kind of shit when you, I, like I said, I'm from a single parent household. So you, and my mama had four kids by the time she was 21 years old, bro. So of course we didn't have it gravy. My mama's definitely a hustler though. We ain't really go with too much with that, but you know what I mean? It was times where she definitely had to say no because we ain't have it. You feel me? But, like, uh, uh, what was, what was I telling you, bro? <laughs> My you said about all uh, the activities you was into as a kid. Ah, uh, yeah, so, yeah, you know, I was always wild, man, bad as hell, absorb, observing, though, like a motherfucker, though. I always watched and listened and, and learned. I used my ability to listen more than so more to speak, you know what I mean? So I, I soaked up so much, like, I'm a, I've always been advanced for my age group. You know what I mean? That's what they, I mean, that's what they always told me anyway. Like, when I was young, feel me, they always, I never hung with people, too many people my age. Like, I got a couple close partners that's my age, but far as, you know, uh, when I got a little older, all of my homies that I hang around now is at least five to six years up and uh, older than me, you know what I mean? Yeah, I can feel that, man. So as far as like the music, man, like who was some of your favorite artists growing up? Who you grew up listening to? Ah, uh, man. From the beginning, shit, bro. I, I, my brother helped me write my first rap when I was uh, three or four years old, bro. Four, about four years old. My brother helped me write my first rap. Uh, so from the beginning, he was always on that Tupac shit, real hard. He was on, my brother would listen to a lot of local rappers too, like Bruh Beatty, R.P. Bruh Beatty, uh, Big Riggers with May May and uh, May May Bishop. Yeah, shout out to Young May uh, Bishop. Yeah, my brother always was on like local artists and motherfuckers like from, you know, out of uh, like Cali. He listened to a lot of shit like that. So, it, you know, I, you know, when you're a young nigga and you got a big brother that's really popping, really him, you know, it's who you look up to. So everything he did, that's how I kind of looked at it. So far as artists, I would say I listen to a lot of local niggas. Uh, shout out to Mike G. Shout out to Bruh Beatty. Shout out to Big Riggers. Uh, shout out to Rich the Factor. A lot of Rich the Factor. He's from Kansas. It's, nah, he's from Missouri, right? Missouri, I think so, for sure. Yeah, yeah, Kansas City, Missouri. Kansas City, Missouri. Shout out to Rich. Yeah, uh, yeah, we fuck with a lot of Rich the Factor from my neighborhood. We was on a lot of that. And uh, who else? What other artists? But me, personally, I always like bars. I always like real hot music. three or four years old, man, would you say that uh, led you to doing music, or was it like later on when you got older, something else led you to music? He was always a rapper, too. He was a rapping ass nigga. My brother could rap like a motherfucker. He was my major influence on being a rapper from Jump Street. Like I told you, I played sports and shit, but like from Jump Street, my dream was to always be a rapper. So I kind of manifested the way I wanted to do it, but for a long time, Louisville didn't have no scene, so it was only so much I could do. 
I did end up getting signed when I was 18 to a, a record label out of uh, New Orleans. Matter of fact, to be exact, uh, Slide L is right next to New Orleans. You might as well say New Orleans. That's how close it is. But I got signed to them. Shout out to Street Man, Uh But yeah, I took it, I took it serious when I got signed at 18 right after graduating high school. Okay. So take me back to the time when you first went to a, a recording studio and recorded a song for the first time, man. Was it was it easy for you to catch on at first or was it a rough pet? It was so easy, bro, because nigga, I come from where nigga, my first time recording, my nigga Lil Larry, shout out to my Lil Larry, my nigga Lil C, Lil Chris, they lived around the corner from us. On, I lived on Alex, they lived on Planets. And uh, I was about eight years old, about eight years old. And Lil Larry, <coughs> they, they, I was, I told you I was always rapping. So Lil Larry, Lil Larry rapped too, and uh, he had his own in the crib. I told you everybody's about three, four years older than me, so he's already was at. If I'm eight, Lil Larry had to be about 11, 12, You know what I mean? So he had an in the studio. He had an in house homemade studio. It was the first time I recorded a song about eight years old. We recorded uh, over at Snoop Dogg. Whoop, motherfucker. Whoop, motherfucker. We made our own shit freestyle. We, we thought we killed it. But then after that, I would say about 13, about 13, I ran into my nigga Slim Doja. My nigga Slim Doja, he produces a lot of my music to this day. Now, that's a, he's a GOAT. When we Slim Doja, Got to go get a beat from Slim Doja. If you, yeah, get, yeah, yeah, I know what that shit is. Matter of fact, the video I just dropped today was produced. The video I just shot today was produced by Slim Doja. When I was 13, I ended up moving with my daddy. Me, my, I had did some bullshit, got in trouble. Mom, Deuce was like, I'm fed up with you. You moving with your daddy. You know how when young niggas, like I grew up in the young, you gonna move, you, so I moved. Like I said, and uh, so I had to move to a new school. I ran up running into my nigga Slim Doja. We click instantly. I'm a rapper. He's a rapper, and he produce and make beats. Nigga, we had Fruity Loops. Nigga, this nigga was so <laughs> fucked up about engineering and rapping and shit. This nigga done downloaded Fruity Loops and LimeWire <laughs> to every single computer he touched in the school building. Damn. Nigga, the whole computer room that our eighth graders and seventh graders used had Fruity Loops and LimeWire on it. So any time, anywhere we went in any class, we could get on Fruity Loops. He actually taught me how to make beats. I already rapped, so he's we 13. He's teaching me how to make beats and loop them, so I ain't got to do too much of tracking out. So I knew how to make cook up quick beats. So from there, I took that knowledge to the crib. I remember having to have my cousins and them had in-house studios with, with the karaoke machine and the tape recorder out of, you feel me? So it's the CD days, though, so... I took what I synced and put it together and made my own studio. I was 13. We had it over my cousin's house. Do man, shout out to Do man, my favorite cousin in the world. But uh, you, you see him, you see me back in the day. That's how we used to rock, man. We both getting older. He's a family man. I got my kids and shit. We do our own thing. But that's my brother. You know what I mean? We got a lot of ass whoopings together, put it like that. <laughs> but uh, we put a studio together, started our own record label when we was 13, called Goody and Delinquent. 
And uh, we took that from my big brother and my big cousin, Lil Phil. He's actually a major influence on my rap as well, too. He always, like, since I was little, he was shaping me to be a rapper. Like, bruh, I can, I can recite his raps right now from when I was four and five years old. Like, I can, I can say I can rap a whole song to you right now. That's how every time, I'm like, I'm talking about every time. And matter of fact, I can't. He, uh, well, well, I didn't really rap on a song. I think I don't know, but he used to have an in-house studio too when I was young. Before I even ran into Little Larry too. So let me not forget about who really first put me on the record. On record, but uh, not to get off subject. But I had made my own studio when I was 13 with the karaoke machine and you know how all the computers used to have sound record on it. Yeah. I had the sound, I had downloaded Fruity Loops, LimeWire, sound record. So I record off a sound record onto the mic. I had the mic and I had it filtered with like some toilet paper and a rubber band. The, the, the computer microphone, you know, has just a little <laughs> stem back in the days. So I had the toilet paper tied around with a rubber band to filter it. And I had the microphone coming from the karaoke machine. I would download a beat off LimeWire, burn it to a CD, put it in the karaoke machine, and have the microphone run into the closet, hanging from the top of the back, the back of the wall, back of the door. So where I go in the, if I go in the closet, it actually feels like a booth. I'm looking at them up at the mic. And according to how tall I was at the time, I would, you know, hold it and then close the door. You know what I mean? But I had made my studio like that. So when, so when uh, you heard, so I would press sound. I would, my cousin do man would press sound, would press record on sound record, and uh, I would have the beat inside the karaoke machine. I would press play, and I would rap over the beat through the karaoke machine. So it sounds like it coming, it's coming out together as one song. So we would record that on the sound recorder. Now I don't know how many takes we did as far as the courses. I know I used to do, back then I used to do doubles, in and outs, ad-libs, course, bridge, you know, back then. So by the time I got to my first time in a real studio, like I got told you I got signed up. Fast forward, okay, I was 13. So fast forward five years later, I'm fresh graduating high school. Uh, uh, I have my homie had this one of his homies that he used to uh, fuck with. That he, I guess I think they end up he end up his name is Al Rogers. Shout out to Al Al Capone, man. He was the president of Street Mass Entertainment. It was his nephew's record label. He was in the military and he had, he was in the military and he had started a record label and had Al running it while he was here and he was deployed. So. Uh, they was kicking it or whatever, and me and my homie was kicking it. And uh, I was just playing shit on my computer at the crib. And uh, I was 17, matter of fact. I wasn't 18 yet, but I was 17. And uh, just playing my music. I'm not knowing who this nigga is. I'm just letting him hear some of my music. My homie said he was he let him hear some shit that I played. He played for him, and he wanted to hear my music. So we were over my house fucking around. He heard my shit. Boom, he ain't say nothing that, that day, but... He ended up getting my number from Butter, and like three days later, he was like, man, I want to sign you. I'm going to talk to my nephew. I told him you was it. I felt a little freestyle. I let him hear some freestyle shit, and he, he 
fell in love with it, and he actually was, uh, so he told his nephew about it overseas. His nephew bought three beats, sent me three beats, told me to pick one and go to the studio and record it so he could see how I sounded before they sent me, right? So uh, they sent three beats. I ended up writing a song. Back then, I wrote songs. Uh, I ended up writing a song to one of the beats, and uh, we went to the studio and recorded it. And then when I saw, by the time I rewind back, I told you I had my own studio studio when I was 13, right? So fast forward, I'm 18. He's taking me to a real studio for the first time. I'm already seasoned up. I've been practicing for five years with home recording studios. So I already knew once I get into a real studio, I knew exactly how I wanted to say my shit and actually have to record as an artist because I've been practicing for so long. So when I got to the real studio on a real beat that was mine's, nigga, it was on. It was like nothing ever happened, nigga. Shit, I was, it was like, nigga, he heard the first song. Nigga, he sent the song to Lonnie. Nigga, Lonnie was like, nigga, signing. Signing right now, signing. That's what we need right now, signing. And at that time, I was on some hardcore trap shit. That was the, that was the 09, 08 era. It was the old, 09 era, so you know what. Caught a brick, have a brick, <laughs> hold brick, hey. You know, we was on that all that kind of shit back then, so. So that's the juice, man. Yeah, but, uh. Damn. But yeah, that's why I, when I got in the first time in the studio, man, that's, it was just, it was natural. It came natural. I've been doing it for too long. Yeah, that's that was the best era right there, man. That early mid-2000s, man. Ah, man, if it wasn't for that, <coughs> it would be no music that you heard coming from niggas like me. Yeah, yeah. It would be no genre for us. We'll be making snap music right now or some other shit. Right. It like trap music, but that hit the scene. Oh, three, I would never see that came out of whatever. When that trap shit hit the scene, ah, oh, man. And then that was, it changed the game. Yeah. So as far as your process, man, I know you say you be freestyling. Like now, is it like a mixture of both? Do you write more freestyle or? I don't write shit, bro. I don't got time to write shit. What Lil Wayne, what Lil Wayne said, I don't write it because I ain't got time. I don't got time to write no music, bro. I'm always doing something. I got to just... Plus, I don't like... I'm going to tell you why I don't like writing. I ain't wrote no rapping years, at least 10 plus. I'm going to tell you why I don't like writing raps, bro. Because when I get to the studio to actually record them, I don't have the same energy I had when I wrote it, and it don't feel right coming out to me. So it sounds like a weak, mediocre song. I want my shit to be fresh thought, you know, no cap. No flogging, fresh thought, you know what I mean? So I'll just get in the studio, tell my producer, it's either Slim or Diesel, you know, whoever I'm recording with, pull up a beat. You know, I don't do no YouTube beats or none of that shit. Sometimes I might snatch a nigga's beat, like an artist's beat or something, and do a remix to it or something. <laughs> but yeah, because I put out a series of fuck your beats and shit. I mean, <laughs> fuck your beat volume one, fuck your beat volume two. I used to take niggas' beats. And, Recorded like that, freestyle of them. But yeah, everything's a freestyle. And when I say freestyle, don't think I didn't stop and take a breath of air. 
You know what I mean? Because people be like, you did not freestyle that because it sounds too good of a song. Right. Like, bro, don't think I just went in there and thought of everything off the top of my head in a matter of one take. No, I thought of some shit, punched it in, you know, went as far as I can go with how I did it, and I'm writing it in my mind as I'm recording it. So I listen, so it takes me a little, it takes a little long because I'll be walking around the booth you know, trying to make sure it's not sounding me. I try to get the best of me every time I get in the booth, so I don't want no, I don't like no mediocre shit. If it's mediocre, you probably never heard a song. Okay. I don't even put that shit out, bro. It just goes in the archives. If I want to listen to it and see if I could do something else with it later on. I have to feel that. For sure. So, man, like, uh, describe the city, man. Like, you know, when you first started releasing music to the public, and you know you uh, you know the homies was hearing the snippets at first, but when people that that's, that's not your homies, you know, just people around the city was able to hear your music for the first time. How the city embraced you around that time? Ah uh, man, it was it was it was it was it was unexpected how they reacted because man, I've been doing my thing in the city for a long time, bro. Since I was young, I've been putting on, so I gotta. You know, I got a lot of haters. You know, they always say you get the most hate in your own city, but how people gravitated to me, it sparked me back up. Like, yeah, they fucking with you. They fucking with you still. Keep it going, keep it going, keep it pushing. So when I got the response from the city, I, you know, I just, it, it felt good when, you know, to, to get that. I didn't expect it. It felt good to get that, get that energy though, that I got that fee. That's what made me keep going. I can feel that. So around what time, what time would you say you really had the confidence to know you really could pursue music? I'm a, I'm a cocky, <laughs> uh, conceited, uh, think I'm the best at everything I do type nigga, bruh. So confidence is like, Understatement, bro. Confidence. You said that when I had the confidence to actually do it, in order to pursue it, because you bro, know you gotta build confidence up. You know, when bro. You... I don't lose. I don't never lose the confidence, nigga. I feel like I'm the elephant in the room everywhere I go. At. It's just my mentality. It's how I was raised. You know what I mean? So I didn't. I, shit, nigga. It, ain't, it wasn't even about building the confidence. It was about getting the bag to do it. Shit, shit. It's expensive. Yeah. I'm, I'm the CEO and the only and the artist of my label. You know what I mean? So you know it took. Now I'm gonna say this. Back then, you know it wasn't a lot of social media, and you couldn't just reach out to different artists or different people. Look, boy, you ain't even smoking the weeds. You can't, you can't get that's that real, man. Shout out to Cali Plug, man. <laughs> Shout out to Cali Plug, man. If you're ever in LA. Find a way to get in touch with Cali Plug. Tell them I sent you. They gonna give you a nice deal, man. Shout out to Cali Plug. It's the collab with Young Money. You know what I mean? Oh, I think I rolled up Free BG. Free BG, man. Shout out to Cali Plug. Yeah, but uh, uh what'd you say? What'd you say, bro? My father. Well, yeah, you was talking about the uh, confidence. You yeah, yeah. So the confidence, it was just, it's, it's already in me. It's, I'm on go mode when it comes to the music shit. I already think I'm him. I'm already, you feel me, conceited and, and 
I feel like as a man, you're supposed to feel like that. Don't you feel like you him, nigga? Yeah. Right, nigga. So every nigga is supposed to feel like he's him. It ain't can't nothing, ain't nothing supposed to take your self-love away. <laughs> right. Can't nothing supposed to take your ain't nothing supposed to take your self-love away, bro. I love I've been loving myself. I love being me. You heard me? Bro, you bro, you just don't understand. I love being me. I wouldn't trade my shoes for no other niggas in the world. I love being me. This is a movie. I'm having a real blast of my life the whole time. The whole ride been a blast. <laughs> I'm 30 years old, nigga. The whole the whole ride been a blast. Absolutely, man. So uh, have you done any uh, shows yet? So, like, uh, what's your biggest show you've done so far? Uh, the biggest show I've ever done, I think, probably would be Biloxi, Mississippi, 2021. Uh... I did a show with Lil Baby, Lakia from Alakia from QC, uh, City Girls, Moneybag Yo. Uh, yeah, me. And it was a couple other people too. I can't think of the names, man. I can't think of the names right now. Okay. But yeah, it was a bad, it was fire. And then we did that in Biloxi, Mississippi. At the arena, it was a sold out event. You know, you see the names I'm, I just named, and this was just last year. So, yeah, it was the best, probably the biggest show I ever did right there. But I'll be having shows everywhere, bro. There ain't nowhere I don't. Bro, anytime I can get it in, like in the beginning when I had first, you know, got me a manager and started moving around a lot with the music shit and, and really getting my, gaining my fan base, bro. We, I was performing at any and everything, bro. Just, just to get that, uh, you know, just to get that practice in. Just so I could just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking ahead of time. Every time I'm thinking, I'm thinking for the for tomorrow. You know, fuck, to, fuck yesterday. We can't do nothing about that. I'm always thinking about tomorrow. So I think I look at it as practice. You know, but I'll be selling shit out, man. My biggest fan base probably. Midwest, Nap, Indianapolis, you know, I like they booking me every. Last year, I can't, can't, I can't tell you how many times I got booked last year. Indianapolis, pool parties, walkthroughs, uh, strip clubs, regular clubs. Indianapolis, I fuck with Nap, man. They fuck with my music real hard. That's what's my up. manager's from Nap, too. Shout out to DJ Danny, Global Jugging. That's what's up, man. So, as far as the music scene, you said when you first started out, you know, the music scene was kind of dead in, in Louisville, so like... The, the, the music scene was dead because we didn't really have social media and you couldn't... We didn't have no knowledge of how... Okay, put it like this. You see how at one point in time it seemed like all the rappers was coming out of New York. Then all the rappers seemed like they was coming out of Atlanta. And then Houston's, you know, the outer city have their wave. We didn't have our wave yet. We didn't have a wave to where, you know, then we had first, you know, Static Major made it big, Nappy Roots, you know what I mean? No, taking no credit from them, but they wasn't giving us no knowledge on how to actually really take this shit further and beyond. We didn't have the knowledge, bro, so... Back then, when I was dropping music, and plus it wasn't all the gadgets. Like we wasn't, we didn't have where you could just distribute your music you, through digital platforms and shit like that, bro. We had a 
we had to actually, you know what I mean, pull up on you and hand you a CD. Guerrilla marketing. We didn't have that type of shit, but now it's a way easier, bro. It's way easier. Well, so you fucking with the music scene down in Louisville? Like, Louisville's you know, turned. Yeah. Man, shout out to fucking Bryson Tiller, ESTG, Jack Harlow. Man, motherfucking, uh, man, Louisville. Forever rolling. Kentucky's on fire. KY Engineers from Lexington, Kentucky. But the city's turnt right now, bro. We got some of the turnt, turntest rappers in the game right now. Right. G's doing his thing. Jack's doing his thing. Bryson Tiller's doing songs with Diddy. You know, that's major. He been doing his thing. Right. Uh, yeah, Bryson Tiller been doing his thing. Who else? We got Vory. I can't forget Vory. Don't let me forget Vory. Don't please don't let me forget Vory. I'm just speaking on in the industry who we got from Louisville. The scene is popping right now. Like, and plus there's so many local rappers that's really... Stepping up, I'm dropping asses and shit out on me. There's so much, so many local rappers that really, it's making you focus on them too now. Like, you, nigga, we trying to see who's next now. Like, nigga, cause we be, I be zooming in on niggas I never even heard of before. Like, nigga, he's all right. And I might listen to a couple songs, you feel me? I be fucking with the local shit now. Like, I can actually listen to our local music all day. And, not, nah, yeah, and not feel like, damn, her. let me turn on some little baby, you feel me? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. So, uh, what's your label uh, situation right now? You uh, independent, and uh, if so, uh, would you assign to a major if it made sense? Man, you know how I many, I done turned down so many deals, man, at this point, because R.I.P. the Flipper, too, R.I.P. the Dolph. Yeah, facts. Dolph, bro, he was so much of an inspiration to me in my career because I look, I always looked at myself like I'm a young Dolphies niggas. And that's like a term to me. Is when you say you grow a young Dolph nigga, I mean, to me, that's a term I just use in my head to let me know, like, nigga, I take my own bag, nigga, my own whatever. Do what I gotta do, handle my business, and get this shit cracking my damn self. Cause that's what Dolph did. Right. You know what I mean? So, you know, I fuck with, I fuck with Dolph the long way. Yeah, facts. He was, he was my inspiration, but as far as my label situation, I mean, if it made sense, but I done turned a couple deals down. But if, but if it makes sense and it could put me on that one level, Hell yeah, I signed a deal, but you know, you gotta make sense. We getting rich in the streets, bro. Yeah. Feel me? Look, I didn't, you know, say no music money. Ain't no music money. I, you feel me? It's, right. I mean, it's music money, but I'm saying, like, I've been lit. Right. Been having. So, you know, but if I ain't signing, I can shit out. I, I just dropped Murder Talk two weeks ago. Right now, we have 40,000 views on YouTube, and that's, that's cool to me, you know what I mean? Somebody's listening to it, 40,000, two weeks. Right. Come on, man, I get, shit, I get a little, I get, I get, a, I get the feeling, man, it's something, it's about to make, somebody's about to make it make sense. Facts. So as far as uh, all the projects you ever dropped, man, what, what do you think is your most successful one? 
projects is in holes? Are we counting as in the whole project? Are we talking in singles? Are we uh, whole project, best single. I want to say the best project I feel like I put out was uh, Ezreal Racks and Flat Money Music, the label, because I would have put out a lot of shit when I was just rapping as my other, this tone. But as far as real racks and fly money music, my favorite is, man, it's a hard decision as a project to say out of Taylor Gang and Zans and Designer because I'm fucked up about that. I think you posted that <laughs> a song out Zans and Designer at uh, Cash Out. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's hard. I mean, it's hard for me to, to, to make my mind up on which one I like the most. With fly as a single, Got them every real nigga song with Pooh Shiesty. Oh, yeah. It's my favorite. That's one of my favorite singles. Man, how did that feature come about? For the snakes, man, cause I know they ain't tryna get me. Feel like I'm on top, I ain't never gonna stop. Pussy nigga, know they hating on me, I really. tricks up his sleeves. Uh, the Pooh Shiesty came about, he was, uh, somebody had booked him to perform in, in Indianapolis. And uh, I, I was out here, but I already been turned up in Indianapolis for about a month and a half now. So uh, my manager called me. We had just left Boosie and them doing a show and some shit, or some other shit we did. It was after the feature, I believe. After me and Boosie dropped, I mean, after me and Boosie collabed, I think it was it was it was definitely after that. But uh, my manager called me one day, man, and was just like, man, Pooh Shiesty's down here today, and I was thinking about putting Pooh Shiesty on the song at the time anyway. But uh, my manager told me I didn't want he didn't want me to do no more features, but so I left it alone. But he, long story short, man, he, uh, Pooh Shiesty was performing in that. My manager called me, told me. Oh, he want this, bring this, come do his feature. We're going to get the video, a little bit of the video. We're going to rock. I'm like, all right, boom, after so long, I went and did it. Made my man up, went up there and did it. Man, met Pooh Shiesty. Cool, little young nigga, man. He's laid back, feel me? He's cool, man, cool, little young nigga, man. Can't free Shiesty, man, free Shiesty. Yeah, free Pooh Shiesty, Free Shiesty. Fuck with him, man, Lil' Rambo, Lil' Rambo. 
Baby Shiesty on Instagram, man. <laughs> yeah, but fuck with him, man. Look cool niggas, man. I fuck with niggas hard about it. So, uh, what is your short, what is your uh, short and long-term goals, man? What you want to accomplish? Man, generational wealth is the ultimate goal. Ain't no short-term or long-term goals. Generational wealth is what I'm, is what I'm on. I'm chasing a bag right now. Feel me? I just want to make sure my people straight before I'm gone. It's all, it's all I'm doing. That's what's make up. sure they straight before I'm gone. That's what's up. So as far as uh, upcoming projects, man, I know you say you just dropped a, a video. What you got coming for the rest of 2022 and the beginning of 2023? Uh, 2022, we're going to drop nothing but video back to back to back to back. And uh, if not the end of this year, if not the end of fourth quarter, uh, December, begin the 20, put it like this, rest of 2020, we're just dropping heat back to back to back to back. Beginning of 2023, we're dropping an album. Might be an EP, I don't know yet. I'm, I'm thinking about dropping an EP this year and dropping the album next year. Okay. That's what's up, man. So, uh, I started asking everybody this question, man. So, uh, how, how do you want people to perceive you? I don't give a fuck how y'all look at me. Shit, just shit. I know who I am. I don't need no validation from, from nobody. I don't, I don't, I don't care how y'all look at me. I'm giving them the real me. Take it and run with it. Feel me? I'm giving you, I'm giving you the real me, so just take it and run with it. You, you, you're gonna love me how you hate me anyway, so you know what I mean? I don't give a fuck what people have on people. I don't give, I don't want people to see me as nothing but me, real racks, who I am. Everything else is personal. Feel me? When you get to seeing how oh, he's this, he's that, then my personal feelings, because you don't know me personally. Right. Feel me? Nobody knows you better than you know you. I can't tell you what you're thinking right now. Right. You can't tell me what I'm thinking right now. Right. You know what I mean? Facts, man. Well, look, look, I appreciate you uh, coming on the podcast, man. Uh, closing remarks, just let the city know any, any last words you want to tell the city, tell people around the world, and also let people um, know how they can find you on social media, keep up with you. Man, I know what the fuck it is. Real Racks. R-I-O underscore R-A-C-K-Z 100 on Instagram. I don't really got no Twitter. We don't do Facebook. Uh, but yeah, man, Real Racks 100 on Instagram. Be on the lookout for all the new heat. Shout out my nigga Erg J the Great for having me, man. Make sure y'all tap in. And uh, go look up, go follow and uh, subscribe to my Instagram, I mean my uh, uh, YouTube channel too. We gonna be dropping heat all the rest of the year. Her, from her on out, man. We gonna be dropping his heat from her on out. My label page is Fly Money Music. Three words, Fly Money Music. My artist page is Rio Racks, R-I-O space 
R-A-C-K-Z. Real Racks. That's what's up, man. On YouTube. On YouTube. On YouTube. On YouTube. That's what's up, man. Like, uh, tell everybody, man, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. And uh, anytime you want to come on, man, you know, you know, just a phone call away, you know, talk about real stuff too, man. Like stuff to come about everyday life, police brutality, yeah, for child sure. support relationships. For sure. You know, reason I started this in April of 2020, man, I started doing all audios. I ain't started doing visuals till the beginning of this year. But, you know, the whole reason I started a podcast was because, you know, right before I got out the military, I did eight years in the military when I got out. I was uh, just you, like, are you served? Yeah. Of course, okay, okay. Yeah. So like, I was just thinking like, you know, we we only have real dialogue unless around people that's close to us. And I was just like, we need to normalize the fact because I feel like mental health is just absent in life, period. But it's real heavy among minorities. Man, mental health is real, bro. And you got uh, people. I know it's a slogan now and everybody's saying that shit, but. I'm saying mental health is definitely real. I've seen a couple people lose it, so I know. Facts. And just, you know, me having dealing with depression in the military, you know, losing a couple homies, doing a comeback situation when we was in Afghanistan, I just know that uh, I started a podcast just basically so we can talk some amongst each other and get reassurance in ourselves to know like, hey, just because this dude might be up a million or two million dollars don't mean that y'all can't go through the same thing. You know, get reassurance that everybody go through the same thing no matter what, how successful they are or how poor they are. You know what I'm saying? So, um, that's the main reason I started it, man. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's a good reason. That's a good reason. So you got a purpose behind this shit, actually. Right. That's what's up. That's a hundred. For the snakes, man, cause I know they ain't tryna get me Feel like I'm on top, I ain't never gonna stop Pussy nigga know they hatin' on me, I really